to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Kathy, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous, or uh, or you can follow me at Cartoon Therapy. And if you could write a review, I always say this at every podcast and nobody ever does, write a review either on Stitcher or on iTunes. Um, today, I'm going to get right to the podcast because it's just that kind of a day. It's a frustrating, irritating, crazy day, and I'm taping a podcast like at 10 o'clock at night, and I just want to fucking go to sleep um, because everything has gone wrong. Oh, by the way, it's Mercury Retrograde. Do you know what Mercury Retrograde is, Dr. Guy? I have a Dr. Guy on the phone already. I already have the guest on the call. There's no intro today. I'm just getting right to it. Do you know what Mercury Retrograde is? Mercury Retrograde, no. Yeah, it's like some sort of astrological thing that really interferes with everything, and it's going down, and it really, really, it really exists, and I'm just like, fuck you, Mercury Retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it's so dumb, but I I, I double fucked Mercury retrograde. So. <laughs> no, really, the reason why you're on the podcast is because you fuck a lot of girls. You don't fuck Mercury retrograde. That's why we have you on because you are by far uh, right now, like seriously, since the last time we spoke to you, where you were just talking about your womanizing ways, you have like up the ante like you bang more girls than you did when I first met you it's just like a snowball effect it just gets more and more because you just keep what I think is happening with you is like you just keep tapping into like I think areas and women not areas like women and people women who you probably didn't think when you got out of your divorce that you could actually get and now you're like oh my god I could fuck 23 year olds and I could fuck strippers and I could fuck like all these people and you're just like going rampant because when I first met you you were like oh I don't go to strip clubs and I only like older women and I don't why would your brother be married to a young girl like all these fucking things and it Hold on. And Which it I turns still, out. I still hold by that advice. Don't what? Marry young girl. Don't marry a young girl. Okay, but Talk I'm just saying you acted them. as if you didn't even yeah. like to date, you know, but I think that maybe you just thought that you could never get one for some reason. You know, you were like not living in the city. You were in the suburbs. You had been married your whole fucking life. You had like eight kids. You know, you come to New York and all of a sudden this whole world opens up to you. And the more you become single and keep dumping all the girls you dated, me included, you started to just, and then you tapped into like the club scene. You went crazy. And now you do fuck strippers. You go to strip clubs all the time. You fuck 22 year olds. I mean, the younger, the better for you. You have a girl named Bella. We'll out everybody on this call because nobody knows who anybody really is. But you have a girl named Bella who you're after. She's like a Russian 23 year old and she's like your newest sort of girl you want to conquer right yes but you have like i mean among others but yeah yeah definitely you know you know i I like to see her and you know see her tomorrow night (laughs) right and you would like her because she's 23 i mean when i met you i thought you fucked 65 year olds behind no, yeah, no. I I've never fucked with you. No, but you like okay. it. Yes, you did. I I still think that's like No, I did not. Okay, I, this is uh, what I think that if like you we were really anonymous, you'd call into my show and the show would be Dr. Guy likes to go down on s- women over 60. 
No, absolutely not. That's, that's what I true. think. I don't know. I just no. have this psychic vibe. I no, feel like, I like that's your young. secret no, fetish. I, I like them young. I don't mind women, you know, closer to my age because I, I mind them. Um, but once you've you know, slept with a really young girl, it's, you know, it's the best. So you, you, you always want that. How come it's better? The skin. <laughs> the skin, yeah. They're just younger and fresher. And, oh, my God. <laughs> right, right. It's in your nature as an animal to be yeah. attracted more to a younger woman, just like it is for women to be attracted to a guy with more cash and anyone that yeah. says I'm wrong for saying exactly. they can go fuck themselves. It's nature. Hold on. It's nature. Like if I was a cow, I wouldn't want the lazy cows sitting on the side. You know what I mean? To be the father of my cow babies. I'd want the successful cow. Right? That's just nature. Yeah, you want the big strapping bull. Yes, that's what I would want. And you as a male cow or bull or whatever the fuck it is, you'd want the young cow that could actually get pregnant instead of the old cow like me who couldn't get fucking pregnant for years. (laughs) (laughs) Right? This is the way that it goes. It's neat. It's animal shit, right? Exactly. It's it's as basic as the bird disease. Yeah, exactly. That's why. But this is what's so fucked up. And I'm just going to get off topic a little bit because really what I just want to get to to it on this podcast so I could just so I could have dinner is I just want to talk about all the orgies and sex stories you've had and give my listeners a couple like good stories because I enjoy listening to your stories I think they will but what I wanted to say though along the lines of that little cow analogy I just gave what I think is fucked up is that guys are sort of like looked upon as heroes when they tap a 23 year old ass, right? Like that's a great thing for you. It's fine for men to admit that they like younger women better, but women who go after men who are more successful or have money are totally looked at in a, in a very negative light. And I think it's kind of ridiculous because you just agreed with me that, that it is nature, right? And if a woman is looking for a man in nature to sort of take care of her and her babies, it's her instinct. Is Why would it be wrong for her to like a man that has more money over a guy that doesn't or whatever? Do you know what I mean? It's sad that that's the way that it's looked upon yeah, because in I a mean, weird way, I, it's just nature too. I, I think that you're you're right in some sense, but then again, you know, part of the problem, you know, why it's looked down upon. Wait, wait, wait. hold is, on, I didn't hear you. What? The reason I would say is it would be looked down upon is because you know they are trying to you know one up one of it, it's. It's, there's no, they're insatiable in their demands. So, oh my God, you like know, you're not insatiable in your demands of the no, fucking I, I women behind I, other I, women's I, back I, and all that I, shit. Come on, same thing, please. Now I know. Here. It's just, you know what it is. I, it can't, I could go on and on about the man woman thing. I just yeah. have to come back in another lifetime as a man. Because it's just it's just a double standard that exists. It's so gross, I, and it just gets worse as you speak. Because you're like, oh, you know, the woman takes advantage, but yet a man could cheat and then go after like you know younger girls, and, and but that's still not a bad thing, you know. That still is like cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's very cool. It's very cool. Right. That's what you're doing. I mean, you, you don't really lie to women, but you do have relationships every now and then that these women think that they're having relationships with you, kind of, right? And, but you're, you're fucking the world. Or maybe you don't even have that anymore. You're just full on screwing like tons of girls. And somehow you wind up getting these girls. Now you're very big into cocaine. We're just going to talk about drugs and alcohol in this podcast because no one knows who you are and you can't get busted. But you do a lot of blow all of a sudden. When I first yeah. met you, I don't even know if you had even done it or you just it wasn't something that you're into, but you're a full head. Look, you're a full, like, fledged cokehead because every time I talk to you on the phone, you're like blowing your nose, okay? And you're stuffed um, up. <laughs> that's why they call me the cocaine cowboy. <laughs> Is that what they call you? No, that one girl called me the cocaine. Her ex boyfriend was making fun of me. He goes, oh. How's the cocaine cowboy? <laughs> right. And I think that, you know, you, like other men, I think, figured out that girls like Coke. And if you have Coke, they'll hang around. And you're so needy of women to like you. And you're so, like, you have an insatiable appetite for women that I think cocaine is your best friend, not only because you like to get high off of it, but I think it's like a good way for you to get girls and to keep them around you. You get the hottest girls with cocaine. <laughs> Always. <laughs> really? By the way, yes. Yeah. Like, what do the uglier girls want? They don't want Coke. They want what? Cigarettes? No, I mean, I, no, I'm sure they want cocaine too, but, but, but you can parlay that into, you know, very, very, very hot girls. So Right, that really are, are needy of cocaine. Well, it's like, it's like, I mean, you made the analogy to, to uh, when we're trying to money, you know, money helps you get girls too. And and so we use that. We you know we wind on a woman. So you know another way you're, you're attracting girls is cocaine. You know it distinguishes you. It um, it kind of uh, allows you to have an intimacy with a girl very easily. Because when you go to the bathroom to do cocaine, all of a sudden you know you're you're locked in the bathroom together, and it, you know you're putting stuff up your nose. And that usually leads to something. Like blowjobs in the bathroom? Yeah, I already just, you know, making out with them. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, it is very helpful. So, yeah. like, maybe and we're going to use this podcast as a way of how to get girls to fuck you in New York. Um, one is have cocaine handy at all times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very important. Always bring cocaine with you. Oh, my God. I'm literally looking at my little baby on the baby monitor, and I just can't. This is like, I just want to make a little public service announcement that I am not condoning any of these things. Like, I mean, not. especially not at 50. And, and neither am I. Neither not am I. at 50. This, 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 is, this is not something we should try at home. But... <laughs> No, and let me just tell you why you shouldn't try it at home. Did I talk about how bad you looked when you came over my house today? Um, I don't remember if we talked about that. I don't think so. Yeah, well, he came over my house. Yeah, (laughs) he came over my house before to tape this podcast in person because the doctor has a mumbler and you could barely understand him over the phone. So he came over to do it and we couldn't tape it because my baby was up. But he came over looking like shit. And I'm going to talk about this again because I talked about it before. We did try to tape and it didn't work out. But I talked about how you, uh, your eyes were red as your face and you had water all over your shirt. 
that you spilled. You asked me for water. You walked in and it spilled all over your shirt. You were like a fucking mess. And you're like a very attractive man who's dressed really well. And and you had nice clothes on, but it was all they were all falling off because you came from like a hotel, a nap at a hotel with some girls from London that you had not yet slept at. Like you were out with them from the night before. So I don't even know why I brought that up. I just thought it was funny because I think that, oh, yeah, I was talking about how I don't condone... Um, I don't condone anything that we're talking about because literally at 50, I don't know how your body's going to sustain it long enough, but let's like, let's do a, like a countdown to the way that you two can fuck a lot of girls like Dr. Guy, because you fuck yes. different girl every single <clears throat> night. One is have yes. cocaine handy at all time, because if you do, you could get really hot girls and you could fuck them in the bathroom. Is that what you're saying? You fuck them in the bathroom, you could fuck them in your house, you fuck them any way which you want. <laughs> right. And let me just yeah. talk about a theme that comes up a lot in your stories when you're talking to me about I'm nailing all these girls. You bring a lot of these people back to your house or back to one of your friends' house because there's a guy that you double team girls with all the time. Um, and you take a lot of girls back to your houses. And it's always like there's always like a card game that happens that gets people naked. Like, is is that like a move of yours? Um, yeah, that's that's always a good move. So either a card game or, um, you know, a choose a dare game or. Oh, my God. Are these girls like 15? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, no, they're all of legal age. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it sounds like you're doing like things I would do when I'm 17. Yeah. I, Truth I mean, or dare? You know, yeah, some kind of, just some kind of, or I've never, you know, like that game where you say, I've never, ever done, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, so. And then somehow that gets the girls to take their clothes off? Yeah, because if they if they lose or whatever, you know, then they got to take their clothes off. So mm-hmm. That's a, and and we're taking our clothes off too. You know, I'm taking off my clothes too. So I'm joining in the fun. And your guy friend is taking off his clothes too. Yes, yeah, yeah. But we when we both, you know, had you know either one woman or two women at the same time, and seeing him, yeah, we both we're both naked. <laughs> right, and then. So. And- and do you and the guy ever you you're not bi at all, right? Like, I mean, what's no, the whole deal? Not. No, even in all of your drunken cocaine haze, you guys have never crossed swords. Never, we never crossed swords. Yeah, but you know that you could just touch it by accident when you're double teamed. No, team. no? never touch it. Never touch it by accident. That, that's never happened. Not at all. Never, never. Now, never. does the other guy have a girlfriend? No, you're both totally single. Yeah, we just. I mean. There'll be girls, you know, like like I'll hang out with with, you know, one girl maybe for a couple of days. I may, you know, I may see a girl a couple of times, 
you know, we all have our regulars. It, you know, you know that at the at the very least, you can always take her home. So I mean, so but nothing's a no one's a girlfriend. It's all it's very casual and and um, you know not very committed. Let's put it that way. Right. And let me ask you this: in the club scene with all these girls that are just like doing a lot of blow with you and stuff, like are any of them? Like, because I know when you weren't doing girls like in that sense and you were like getting them on OkCupid and in other places, you know, other than like the sort of place where you're now, like those girls like wound up liking you and there was all that fucking drama because they thought you were like a regular guy. These girls, right, who meet you out and you're just like a party guy, an old man in the bar do giving, feeding them cocaine. I mean, do these girls wind up liking you too, or is it a totally different scene because they, they meet you in a very different way? Um, no, no, they, they, they like me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, but do they want the relationship? Like what would happen with all the other regular girls? It depends a lot on how fucked up they are. What do you mean? Fucked up at the time that you, no, I just, no, I saying like, you know, in their personal lives. Oh my God. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Go on. So their personal life is really, you know, fucked up. They are not, you know, capable of having a relationship. Um, so, you know, they're they're very dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. So they they're not even capable of it. I'd say the majority, however, are, you know, would want a relationship mm-hmm. if if I was willing to have one with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know practically that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because they witness exactly what's going on. Well, why don't we talk about this time where you had a girl at your house who you were fucking, and then you went into the room where she was sleeping and fucked another girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I had, I, I fucked this girl the weekend before. And I went out with her actually, like, you know, twice in the past, and um, I kind of liked her. And then I, you know, I met at the club, and she came back to the house with me, and I fucked her. And so she came back. We were like eight of us back in my apartment. We were, you know, partying, and um, she could sense that like the other girls were flirting with me, and I think she kind of wanted to get out of there. And so she goes, you know, I'm feeling tired. You know, maybe I'll go back home. And I was, you know, I said, well, you know, I might want to fuck her later. I was going to say, yeah, you were keeping her on the back burner. Yeah. Just in case. Backup plan. Just in case. Yeah. So, uh, we always have a plan B. So I said, no, 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 don't go home. Just go go lay down in my bedroom and and relax and uh, I'll wake you up later. And then maybe like 45 minutes later, me and this other girl just she started like, making out with me. Like, Bella. Kid. We'll say Bella. We talked about her before, the hot 22-year-old oh, yeah, 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 Russian yeah. that you're like dying over. Oh, Trophy yeah, girl. Over. Okay, so yeah. Bella's there she, and she makes a move there. on you. She, you move on me and she grabs me and takes me into my bedroom and starts fucking me on the floor you know, with a girl in the bed, like right in front of her. And Did, then we, we hop onto the bed <laughs> and we're fucking, and then she like freaked out and ran out of the room. Wait, so she woke up while you guys were having sex. So did, was yes. Be- did Bella know that that girl was in there? Um, Who knows? I think so. I don't know. So you're I on could, the floor having sex. Like, are you guys loud doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you're ripping off clothes, you know. And you knew, hot. like at that point, did you know that the other girl was in there? Yeah, I knew damn well. But you didn't care, but, or was it a turn on? I, I um, both. I, I guess a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, and 
and I wasn't going to tell this, you know, this other girl that I don't want to fuck you because I had a girlfriend. No, I mean, I don't want to take advantage of the situation. So I just let it happen. And, and, um, Who decided to take it up onto the bed where the girl was? Well, yeah, it, you know, within a few minutes, it's not comfortable on the floor. So we got to go on the bed. Uh, something like that. I remember it was all very hazy. So, um, but shortly after we, we started fucking, we ended up on the bed, you know, and the girl kind of like, you know, jumped up and ran away. So, yeah, it was, it was probably only a couple of minutes at tops. So, and, and right. And did know. she like leave your house or did she go sleep in another room? And did she no, ever talk? I, I see. I, I, I don't know what happened to her because I didn't wake up to like get out of my bed like three o'clock the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, because you were with the uh, you were you stayed in the bed with the girl who you fucked and fucked yeah, her all day. Yeah, yeah, I know I your moves because I dated you. Like you'll fuck a girl five times in the next day. Yeah, yeah, I fucked her. I don't know how many times, <laughs> and then yeah, we finally got up around three o'clock in the afternoon. How could um, you be? I know for a fact you don't use Viagra because if you did, you'd totally be honest about it because that's what's cool about you. You're super honest. How do you have yeah. such a high sex drive at your age? Like you're 49 years old. Most 49 year olds, normal 49 year olds could maybe fuck once. They could fuck good, you know, but they could do it like once and they can't do it like when they're younger and then go another time, maybe two times max. Right. And then I think most other people who are, are able to do more than that are d- d- taking Viagra or something. I know for a fact that you don't. How the fuck do you like fuck a girl? And I know for a fact you do because I dated you. Like, how do you fuck a girl five times and get hard in two seconds? Like five times within you know six hours. I don't know. I'm just so fucking horny. I can't help it. Constantly. <laughs> and I, I just, I just, you know, I get turned on, and you know, I, there's nothing like better than to fuck a girl. And so, I mean. I love having a girl in my bed, and I love fucking her, and so that's it's it just happens. I, I've always been very horny. I've always been, but it's never girl. waned. I mean, because it is your doctor. It is sort of fueled by hormones. I mean, women go through it when they go through menopause and perimenopause. They definitely sense a difference in their sex drive. I mean, so it, it's definitely related to hormones, right? So, I mean, yeah, what's with I mean, your testosterone? testosterone or, yeah, I mean, my testosterone is super high. I mean, I, I'm I'm lucky in a lot of ways. I have to look very young you, know, you what my age. I, I look young for my age yeah but i gotta tell so, you you're starting to look older because of all your <laughs> oh partying and shit god. oh my that god you just know. today <laughs> i mean let me tell you what happened to, like, before i came to your house <laughs> so just you know i spent i i've been partying non-stop for almost three days i hadn't slept at all you know thursday night i didn't sleep at all friday night I right, and what people don't understand hour. is you go to you go to work like hardcore. You have a and real, not just work. a job. You don't have a job like you have like a business, your own business where you're doing yeah. injections. It's hardcore. You're making sometimes thirty thousand yeah. dollars in one day at yeah. your gig. So you're like have a me. You're running a huge business. Yeah. During and, the day. During the day, and I do it on no sleep. And I look, I look decent. I no one says, "Wow, I look terrible." No. Uh, no one tells you that because a no, they, probably they they're your you're they, their boss. No, they can't. They can't believe. They told me. I didn't Who's they my, out my, in the bars? My staff. My staff. They like literally say, "How do you do it? I understand it. You, you look fine. What? How do you? How does it work that way?" 
So yeah, but know, they see I, you every day. I don't see you every day, so they don't no, see the gradual is, decline. Is, okay, so just like you is, don't see the gradual decline because you see yourself <laughs> every single day. I see the gradual decline because I don't okay. see you as much. Uh, no, no, you have gone shit. downhill since you've no. been partying. Not no. it's not a lot. It's not even a okay. point, but a half a point. Okay. Yes, I, I strongly disagree. Anyway, right, so so let me just tell you when I walked in today, what went on. So I did. I partied for, for three days straight. I got maybe a couple hours of sleep on you know Saturday. You know, like like three or four hours of sleep, and I partied all night Saturday night with those two girls. And then we left my apartment around 11.30. We went back to the hotel. Maybe took a half-hour nap. Woke up still drunk, coked up, shaky. Went to brunch. We had a brunch reservation. Then came home, and I got like an hour nap. And then you woke me up with a phone call. <laughs> and so I got up. And so I had, I had slept. God, I was so tired. It was, you know... That's why I look like hell. Right. And I was like, I was sleeping in some bed in a hotel with two girls, you know, so it wasn't even a very, you know, restful, global sleep. No, I uh, understand. I have a newborn yeah. baby now, so I have had the cumulative effects of like not sleeping for days on end. And it eventually does take a toll on your looks. It just does. Yeah. It, you know, you can't help it. So if you think that all this not sleeping isn't taking you down a notch, you're wrong. Your workers don't see it because they see you every day. Yeah. I see it because I don't. I, I, I don't know. I disagree. The girl's still lying. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> you will, that's it's what a, I said. I, it's not I, a, you're not even a, a, okay. So if you're a nine, you're an 8.75. Okay. But uh, it's your, it uh, is. If it, if it only cost me a quarter point, it was worth it. <laughs> quarter point <laughs> to a half a point. No, but it's making you look a little bit more your age. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I showed you pictures of how you were, like when I first met you, pre, to now. partying To pre, like, figuring out, like, there's this world out there where you could, like, get tons of girls, young girls and everything, if you just like fucking throw money around and give them cocaine and act like an asshole, you know, like a 15-year-old, not an asshole, like a, you know, a 22-year-old, you know, um, you, once you figured that out, that's when it, it, that's when things change for you. Yeah. But for the better. Yeah, for the better, yeah. I'm very happy. Right? I'm thrilled. Yeah, I'm very happy. Like, what would be your advice? Be, okay, so there's card games, there's cocaine, okay, so, well, truth or dare. So yeah, I, immature games to play that you would play. Like, what about spin yeah, the bottle? Have, have, have games on hand. Have more cocaine. Obviously have alcohol. Um, you don't need condoms. No, condoms are not necessary. <laughs> the girls need to be drunk, right? Yes, they got to be drunk. Um but mostly cocaine. That's the most important thing. Cocaine is, is like key, 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 key. And so, I mean, so basically how your night goes, it always, you know, starts out with the dinner. So you get to talk to the girls. You kind of warm things up. And then you go to the club around 12, 31 o'clock. And at some point during the evening, your job is to convince some of these girls to come back with you to the apartment to party. And that's the whole key. It's not just one. 
What do you mean? Like, it's never, you're always, like, parting with a big group of people. So it's never just, like, one girl that you like that you take yeah. back alone, right? It's most of the time groups. Most of the time it's groups. But then, yeah, sometimes it's just one. But, yeah, most of the time it's, it's groups. Like, Bella, if you met Bella out, like, wouldn't you want her back alone? Yeah, no, I will. I will. I take her home. Alone. <laughs> she was on the corner. Yeah, alone. Yeah, alone. Right, but most of the time, even when you're out in a group, even if there's one girl you like, you want everyone to come back because you just don't want the party to end, right? Yeah, I mean, you still you still have a good time, and you know you want to keep going, and you know it always helps to have girls there because if you're sitting there, you know, by yourself with cocaine, it's not much fun. So you want a couple girls, and always, you know, it's always good to to increase your odds, and then sometimes you get more than one girl to have sex at a time. So it, it, ha- it helps to have several. <laughs> That's right. Best, How, okay. So you've double, you've had two girls a lot. Yeah. So I've done like, you know, me and another guy, I've done two girls at the same time, you know, in like an orgy type fashion. We've also the same guy we've done, you know, both same girl, you know, because all the other girls left. There's only one naked girl left, and we both had to fuck her. So that's what happened. <laughs> oh my god! Does so. she wake up like in your bed and like, oh my god, did I fuck you and your friend? Like, does she regret? Like, do you ever see like the aftermath of the girls when they sober up? Um, no, I didn't see it because because she left you know before I woke up because I usually sleep you know like on a weekend. I'll be sleeping till you know three, four, five o'clock. A lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll just go home. Uh, before that, mm-hmm. um, so, so but I see the same. You know, we see the same people over and over again. So, right, so it's like a click. Yeah. It's like regulars, right? So these girls yeah. who just fuck you and got naked, they show up, and you're all just friends, and everyone's just wasted. It doesn't really matter. I live that yeah. in that world, so I totally get it, and I get why you don't go home with one person because once you start getting involved in that high that you get off of that fucking party and that constant that whole thing that you say with the group, you'd have to really, really like somebody to let all of that go to go home with one person. It's just not the same anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. And also I I think psychologically when you go home with one girl, you know, it's kind of, it's much more intimate. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're letting her know you like her and, and, you know, you want to spend time with her. And is any of that fun to you compared to all this other nonsense with all this other stuff that you're doing? What do you mean? I mean, it just doesn't see, it doesn't, it doesn't give, it's not going to give you that feeling that you get from all those people back at your house and all that fucking shit. It's just not going to give you that same high. It's not going to be the same thing. No, yeah, this, this is, definitely a much more you know intense feeling intense feeling it feeds what you're looking for which is like you know you get you you're very empty inside and you have issues and problems and so you try to fill yourself up with this kind of stuff and i feel like this is temporarily much more fulfilling than going out with one person yes for sure because i know for For a fact that you really like bella she keeps wanting to go out, but you keep kind of blowing her off to go out on these binge nights with lots of people, right? Because that's really what you're even more addicted to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find that it's very, you know, uh, you know, very 
intense, euphoric, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even if you're dead tired, you know, once you get there and all the girls are there and, you know, you're drinking and you're snorting cocaine and then you go to the club, the music's pounding. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a, it's just like a, it's like a bungee jumping. Right, you're not going to leave that for one girl that you like. No way. No, no, no. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, you can't compare it. How and much? I, and it's, yeah, it's different girls. You know, that we also you're. You know, yes, there's some of the same girls that come to the to the same clubs. You do, you know, know a lot of people um, eventually, but there's always new girls. There's mm-hmm. always, you know, people joining the group or friends of friends or you know, someone busy from out of town. So there's always new girls. Right. You know, How much money do you think you spend on cocaine a day or, or a week? Um, not that. I probably spend, I'd say in a week, you know, average five, uh, four or five hundred. You know, so that's it? Yeah, more. yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. You oh. don't need much. Oh, really? How come? Yeah. A couple of grand. Oh, first of all. A lot of the other guys have also. Mm-hmm. So you're not the only one supplying the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't do it unless I'm out or with people. So I don't have it. If I'm at home, I don't touch it. Um, and, then, and are you uh, just like, are you blowing lines or just doing bumps in the bathroom? Both, yeah. I mean, so in the clubs, you're doing bumps in the bathroom. And then when you get back to party at someone's house, you know, then you're doing lines. You know, you're using them a little faster. I mean, some some guys will go through, you know, three four grams. Other times, you know, one gram is enough to last for a while. So mm-hmm. it's not as much as you think. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I would have thought yeah. it was a lot more. Yeah, some things that some weeks maybe I'll spend six hundred. You know, by you know. Um, That's you know, less I mean, than alcohol. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dollar for dollar, cocaine is your best friend. It's your best <laughs> fucking friend. You you can get a lot of mileage out of a bag of cocaine, right? As opposed <laughs> to buying a girl ten cosmos to bang her, you could yeah. buy one. Like, how much is a gram of coke? Um, it's a hundred for usually a gram. Right. So <laughs> if you got a gram buy, of coke, that's a hundred bucks. I usually buy. I usually buy bulk. So I usually buy like three or four. That like, gives you some free stuff. No, but I'm trying okay. to help my <laughs> listeners. If they buy a if they buy a gram for a hundred bucks, right? That saves yeah. them the money of all those. Well, you still have to buy drinks because I think Coke without alcohol is yeah. no fun. Or it's just too yeah. much, you know, that you want so a little drunk. I don't. Yeah. Do, this is my thing, though, about drugs and shit and everything. Like, I'm because I'm a very sober person. So I hate to just be on this podcast being like, yeah, fucking do blow and get a girl high and give her lines. Because, like, I'm like way beyond that. But I understand it. And it's like what what it what goes down. You know what I mean? So I'm just like sort of dishing it out but i have yeah. to make that statement again that i don't believe not condoning. Not that condoning. not really not, i think yeah. i think cocaine and like i think it's scary coke because I, I loved it when i've done it in my life and it was like it really would be my drug of choice if there was a if it was uh you know not bad for you um, but it, it's really hardcore, and I just think that like uh, stuff like that when you're drinking, and then you know people pop Valiums nowadays and take a lot of pills and stuff. Like you just you could just like fucking die. Like you really can. 
from stuff like that. And it's just like, so it's kind of scary what you're doing to your body. You're, you know, you're going to be 50 years old and you are old. And even though you don't look old, you don't feel old, you don't act old, you don't seem old, you are old. Um, and so you're doing a lot of blow and you're drinking and you're not sleeping. Like you don't know that one time you do a line that you don't, you're just heart get fucking goes nuts. You know, you do really, that <sighs> could happen. So it is a very dangerous drug. That's what I need to say. Cause yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's <clears throat> not good. And because most of the time you really want to drink when you're on it too, but then when you're drinking on it and then you're doing that, like, it's just a, it could really, it's like Russian roulette. You don't know the person that does the same shit that everybody else does. And then they like fucking die from it. So I just think it's not worth it. Alcohol is fine enough. Smoke a little weed if you want, but even though Coke is fun and it feels really good and it's nice, it's highly addictive because it is so fucking great and it makes you feel so great. It lasts for like 15 minutes and then you need more. It's like so short term and it costs a lot of money and it could do a number on your heart. And for me, I have to say like the next day you feel like a truck like ran you over. And then the day after that, you feel like throwing yourself off your building and killing yourself because you're so psychotically depressed. You don't know why. It's like a hardcore downer like afterwards. And I think that's why people get addicted to it because then you need more and then because you feel really fucking good on it, you know? But you crash from it bad. So anyone that can't be a professional cokehead like you should stay away from it. You know, you're doing it every single day. So you don't have that downtime of feeling of how you would feel if you stopped because you're doing a little bit every day. But it's not really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely dangerous. I mean, I, I, like I said, I... You're a doctor. It's ridiculous. You're you're a joke of a doctor. I know it's dangerous. You're like a hypocrite. <laughs> kind I mean, of, and you, you wait, wait, do, wait, wait. The I best say, thing is the best do. thing is that what kind of job? Now you're a doctor that gives like girls ass injections and shit like that, and Botox and uh, hair transplants. But what kind of doctor were you before you became this kind I was of doctor? A cardiologist, exactly. <laughs> Even better. The, oh, my God. The cokehead cardiologist. When you die, that's going to be like a New York Post article. For sure. You're definitely... I sent you an article recently about a dermatologist who died from cocaine. And I was like, this is going to be you. And it was only because she was white and she was pretty did she get like... You know, because plenty of people die from drug overdoses. and You don't see them in the on the cover of whatever. But that's what's going to happen to you because you're good looking. It's sort of scandalous. You're a doctor. You have money. You will be the cokehead cardiologist that fucking dies at the club like it will be a story and it will be yeah, on the paper. I, 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 I could see that happening yeah, yeah definitely and that'll be the irony that, that yeah. you would think somebody like you that knows the heart would know that it's probably not a good thing to do so much blow yes I or agree. a blow at all yeah right, right? It, it is it is dangerous. It is definitely dangerous. Right? And, to me, it's like know. Russian roulette. You just don't know. You could do it every day, and you're totally fine, and one day you do it, and you just, you, you off yourself. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. It's, but I, I think, you know, the, the the stories, like a Len Bias, or like that, that quote that you, you know, about that woman who died, you know, a couple of months ago, um, you're probably doing an excessive amount of cocaine. And and that's what's fueling it. Um, so I mean, I like I said, you, you said you're shocked at how little I actually spend on it. It really don't. I I listen. I gotta end the cocaine. I have to cut you off and end the cocaine. 
lecture that I'm giving you because I just had to make my point. <laughs> no, I just had to make you my point because it would be like um, irresponsible of me to like just let you go on and on about how great it is and for me to tell my listeners to use Coke no, to go get girls. Uh, it, it's very, very dangerous, but it's bar none the best way to get girls and to party like an animal and, and function you know, sufficiently the next day and go to work and... No, I don't agree. I don't agree that most people could function the next day afterwards with a lot of cocaine in their system. I could never function the next day after I did coke. I felt like somebody ran me over. Do you see, you hear him blowing his nose? Whenever your friends do that over the phone and they're like a party person, just know that that's because they did blow the night before. I had a friend, Nate, he was on my podcast once who was a big cokehead, and he'd always pretend that he never did. And I'd always know, because when I talked to him on the phone, his nose would be stuffed up and he'd be blowing it. And it's so annoying, first of all, for people to blow their nose. It's bad enough if you have a cold, but it's worse if you're doing coke, because it means you could yes. not be sniffing if you just didn't do the blow. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's irritating. <laughs> so anyway, and you're constantly blowing your nose lately. Yeah. I don't know how we got into a whole sort of podcast about cocaine when I really wanted it to be a podcast about all your stories about banging girls because I do like to call you up and hear about your stories. But maybe because I know them already, it's hard for me to interview you about them. Do you know what I mean? I think the reason why my podcast works and why I like talking to people is because I like to ask questions, right? Um, and the only and it's when I'm talking to a stranger, like I have a million questions I could ask them. For you, I know all your stories that are so great. It's hard for me to sort of get them yes. out of you, right? Because I already know them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So instead, I go to these other places, and I'm always I find that it's probably annoying, and probably people listen to this and be like, I don't know, probably like, why does he even deal with her? But I always find that I wind up lecturing you, like you're like. Like your mom, I'm like your mom, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and putting you down for like the way you live your life and everything. But the truth is, I don't agree with the way you live your life. No, I know. It's funny how when we talk about it not on the podcast, you know, you kind of laugh and, 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 you know, enjoy these tales of craziness. And yes, you sometimes. No, please. I always lecture you, always. I'm always this person. And what I just explained on the podcast is the reason why I almost can't ask for those. Because I, I love your stories. I told you, I li- I'm like changing diapers all the time now. Like, I like to hear your stories. I live, like it's like how I used to be. I'm not that way anymore, nor do I have any desire to be that way. But it's like nostalgic to listen to your stories. It reminds me of how I used to be, what I used to do. And it's kind of fun, right? It's like watching a soap opera. I enjoy your stories. The reason reason why I can't discuss them here, like I just said, is because I'm so not phony, right? I'm not like Barbara Walters. I can't like plan, or maybe she doesn't do this, but I can't plan questions when I know what the answers are. Like I'm just not that person, right? So it's like hard for me to ask about all these like stories that you've told me because I know them already. And I do lecture you all the time. When you came over my house and you look like shit, I told you to go eat some red meat when you left. I told you how bad you looked. I told you (laughs) you really needed to take better care of yourself. You needed to nap. I begged you not to go out with those girls to eat dinner. I'm always lecturing you because that's the kind of person that I am. (laughs) Thank you. So, but... It's funny because I know your story too because you wrote a book about it. (laughs) I did. And let's pitch my book. Yeah. And and they're just as fucked up as my story. Well, didn't I just say I live vicariously through you because I I was that way? Yes. That's why I was agreeing with you. Yes. I mean, for sure. Like, so I used to, I have 
you inside of me. I put that to rest a long time ago. Like I said, I have no desire to be that way anymore because where you are now in order to be like at a whole place, like you have like a lot of work to do. You have to hit a bottom, then you have to recover, then you have to go sober. You have a lot of shit you have to do to become a happy person really inside. I am a happy person really inside because I went through all of that. So I would have no desire ever to go all the way back to where you are because I would never want to have to go through everything that I went through to be the whole person that I am. But it was fun before I had to do all that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like I get your fun that you're having now. Like there is something about it that's fun. Some of the best days of my life were when I was in the middle of my addiction doing all that crazy shit and being like the worst possible version of myself, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, yeah, it, it is no question. It is fun. It is dangerous. It is not, it is not productive. It's not emotionally mature. No, it's but when you're an any, addict, any kind of intimacy. But you know, when you're addicted to the up, you know, the feeling, the, the whole, happiness the of being high because yeah. you're empty inside, it is yeah. a great it, it's, yeah, way it's to great fulfill deal. yourself it's temporarily. Solid. It's chasing yeah. the dragon, and, and, and it gives you great stories. <laughs> it really does. Shit. Crazy shit. Yeah, so. and that's why I like your stories. I love to call you up and hear your stories because, like I said, I'm locked up with a newborn in my house right now, and I would not want to be anywhere else. But I still enjoy your stories because they're fun. Because you're carefree, you're reckless. Um, I know you're headed for a fall. Eventually, you will, and I worry for you what that's going to be. And you know, um, but for now, you're having fun, and I like to hear your stories. But we didn't get any of them on here. We just got a big lecture about how cocaine you can No, get. We, got, we, got, we got some stories. You told me about the, the girl I fucked before the other girl. And, oh, yeah, Bella. Yeah, and then we yeah, know yeah, that you yeah. double team girls with your guys. And we talked yeah. a lot about cocaine and cards. The card game I like. You could do that without cocaine, too. Because in my drinking days, yeah. I wound up in places where people were naked. And it was cards or games. Yeah, you know, so. I used to work in bars. So, you know, you never yeah. want to go home after working in bars. So the whole staff would get together and drink afterwards and then everybody would wind up like kind of naked and you don't nobody was doing cocaine like you don't really like you could do the card game that he talked about and the truth or dare or whatever just bring a bunch of girls back to your house with just alcohol alone will work too but but kids trust me you always throw on having cocaine oh my god stop I just let you know. If and you, you even said kids. Show, oh, my God. The cardiologist, <laughs> cokehead doctor I, I, being irresponsible <laughs> again. Dr. Blow. <laughs> uh, Dr. Blow is like you literally said, but kids do cocaine. <laughs> Terrible. One last question. When was the first, like, had you done coke, like, before you started doing it now, had you ever done it again? Or, like, when was the last time you had done it? Before I started going to the clubs and yeah. living this lifestyle, um, had I you ever done had, coke? Yeah, I mean, on occasion, you know, uh, I had done it. You know, between my two divorces, I was dating. You know, it's while when I was girls, you get really coke up. Um, you know, like you know, over the years, um, from time to time. But not like but now. No, not like now. I never did it consistently, you know. Um, hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. Okay, hardcore. well, you're really making up for lost time at your yes. age. It's shocking, dismaying, and, you know, eventually they end up in disaster. But, 
you know, I know what I, I'm going to name this podcast. Doctor Head is a total cokehead. What are you going to call it? Doctor Head is a total cokehead. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I want him to be a, I think I want him to be a podcast about coke, which is fine. Because I don't, like I said, I I don't. I don't like to prepare my podcast. I can't work that way. You know what I mean? So I really wanted it to be about your stories, but since I couldn't interview about them because I know them already, it turned into this. And I think it's a good PSA for cocaine. You could look at it as being a, a great PSA about how to get girls in bed by using cocaine. And my PSA is like, don't use cocaine because you could have a heart attack and die. Yeah, we both disagree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I have to end this podcast because I have to eat and go feed a baby a bottle and go to fucking and sleep. And I need to get some sleep. Yes, please day. go to sleep. <laughs> so only you could do your Groundhog Day life tomorrow again and more hey, cocaine. More cocaine tomorrow. Yeah, just Oh, my God. Go to sleep. To leave her right. waiting. All right, thank you for calling in again. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous